Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Yeah, Kiora, good morning. Uh, welcome in to Trot's Talk. Greg O'Connor here with you for the next hour or so. Brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about the wonderful sport of harness racing. Hope your weekend has gone well. A brilliant night at Addington Raceway. It, would, it was the uh, Calvert family getting in behind the races there on Friday night. Uh, I think they sponsored about five races. George and Jan have been associated with Addington for... Over 50 years, as race one indicated through its race name, but the feature of the night, of course, was the Lamb and Haywood Canterbury Classic. Very shortly, we'll catch up with the co-trainer of the winner of that race, Republican Party. Of course, the first three home get automatic entry into the IRT New Zealand Cup. So Republican Party was first, uh, second was Akuta, the Auckland Cup champion of earlier this season. Of course, he ran in the Cup last year as a three-year-old and ran fourth in behind at Copy That. He was brilliant in second. McAndrew Aviator, who's been with the Stephen Boyd team for this campaign, he burst into calculations straight into the race, had a bit of work to do uh, rankings-wise to get there, but now he's in. Uh, that's a massive thrill for that stable, and you'll hear more about that on the box seat Tuesday. Uh, you can get that on YouTube uh, later on on Tuesday, or watch it on Trackside on Wednesday morning from 9am. Fourth was Krug, uh, also trained by the Delgettis, uh, and driven by their son Carter, who started in the Cup, of course, last year, just ahead of the 2020 IRT New Zealand Cup winner in Self-Assured. The Kilmore Cup was run on Friday night as well, and uh, that was taken out by a horse we know well, Better Eclipse, who beat Beyond Delight and Act Now, uh, and uh, Neuratak Prince, who's also, all three of them, trained by Emma Stewart, the winner Better Eclipse, trained by Jess Tubbs, Greg Sugars, uh, doing the driving. Uh, Rock and Roll Do was in that race, as was Kango, who uh, disappointed, finished well back in the field, and will now make his way back to New Zealand and try and get his IRT New Zealand Cup campaign back on track. But Crandall Getty will get very, very shortly because uh, his team raced very well at Addington on Friday night as Crandall Getty, the co-trainer of the winner of the Lamb and Haywood Canterbury Classic, joins us. Uh, well, it's, it, it's not revenge, if you like, Cran, but it's still a nice result, particularly for a rather boisterous set of owners who now have a runner in the cup. As I say, good morning to you. Oh, we just uh, haven't quite got Cran there, so we'll get to, to him very shortly. Uh, but the owners that have uh, this horse, Republican Party, he wasn't a cheap yearling, but he's always looked the part. And uh, he stepped forward, got himself... Uh, up on the speed, there was a bit of a schmozzle out of uh, the straight on the first occasion and uh, once that all settled down and uh, he was sitting in the plum position behind Artie's Express, he was able to dash through and beat a very brave Akuta uh, who was first up for this season. Uh, Mark Purden absolutely delighted with his performance and uh, yeah, he'll definitely derive plenty out of that, as well as stablemate self-assured, who is driven by Zachary Butcher, who we will talk to later on uh, in today's show. So we'll get to Cran as soon as we can get hold of him. Uh, in the Southern Man section today, we'll speak to Robbie Close and Johnny Cox, because their race at the Farlap Raceway today. 
first there at 20 minutes past 12. So we'll try and find you a winner or two from the Farlap 11 race uh, program there today. We'll catch up with David Brick from Racing Queensland. This week they announced uh, the rankings for the Inter-Dominion series, which starts on the 1st of December. Limited Kiwi uh, interest, mainly because it's only three weeks after the New Zealand Cup and uh, there is so much racing around there. The Invercargill Cup's there. There's an Auckland uh, Carnival as well, so um, not an easy one for Kiwis to get to. There are a couple of trotters there, though. Majestic Man and Love in the Port, both nominated uh, for the Phil Williamson team. Uh, and uh, also Copy, that was originally nominated, not going though, simply Sam may very well be on a one-way ticket there, so he might make his way into that. I think we're having a bit of trouble getting hold of Cran. Uh, maybe Braden will let me know. Um, not having much joy there at all, but uh, he's not picking up, which is hardly ideal. We might have to send him a text message and say, Cran, I know it's a Sunday, but... We need you to be uh, answering your phone so we can have a chat to you about these two uh, very, very good runs of his uh, his star paces. Republican Party taking out the Lamb and Haywood Canterbury Classic. Uh, Krug, very strong in fourth position. Uh, an excellent run uh, from him. And uh, he, well, be interesting to see the pathway. That's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to Cran to see where these horses are going to go. I would imagine neither of them would be going to Methan in a week's time. Um... But I would expect uh, one would go potentially to Addington maybe uh, on the Friday night and on the 13th and maybe one to Ashburton and then Republican Party might be suited to Kaikoura. be interesting to hear what Cran has to say. Um, we'll try and get hold of him any tick of the clock. It's live radio. This is what happens sometimes when you can't get to them. Uh, maybe we could try Carter. That might be the other option. He's uh, potentially uh, available to uh, to have a chat to us. He had a very good night there too because Coney Island Lou was the winner of the Lazarus Stakes and uh, he did that in very good style. Um, but we're not having any luck getting hold of Cran. Uh, we might take a break, uh, Braden, uh, Braden and... Um, We'll try and get hold of maybe his son Carter to talk about uh, their performances. So we'll take a quick break here on Trot's Talk. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about harness racing. And uh, when we come back the other side, we'll try and track down Carter. They'll get him. Welcome back into Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. We missed the start with Crandall Getty, but we've got his son and ace driver Carter on the line now. Morning to you, Carter. G'day, Greg. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for filling in for your father. Maybe you could have a word, maybe at Smoko tomorrow, and suggest that his media commitments, that when he makes a commitment, maybe he could be available. He might have had a big night, Carter. I'm not really too sure. Yeah, well, you know him. He's probably doing something silly like mowing the lawns or something, so he's probably got no idea. <laughs> No, hey, we just uh, replayed the Canterbury Classic from uh, from Friday night, and I know you were driving Krug, and we'll get to him in a moment, but uh, huge thrill for the owners and your mum and dad to have Republican Party and a horse that you have a, a really good association with too. He's one of your favourites. Um, he's in the IRT New Zealand Cup now. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just so good to see him step away really quick from out wide, and I believe got him into a great spot and to show that he can actually um, run past those good ones like the Hardy's Express and Akutas, it's yeah, quite pleasing for the whole stable. 
Krug was good too, mate. He stepped very, very quickly for him. Uh, he was unlucky. It's probably the exact run that he needed fresh up. Is that how you guys felt about it? Yeah, it sure was. I was thrilled with the start, obviously. Um, he got away beautifully and and then being three rail, I actually thought it was perfect for him and never really extended to the line. So it probably couldn't have been better, as you say. Rightio, from here, they're both essentially in the cup now because uh, Krug's well up in the rankings, courtesy of that Group 1 win for him and for you, your first uh, at Invercargill, of course. So what's the pathway from here? Have you and Dad and Mum discussed it as yet? Where do you think both of these horses go? Will they go separate ways between now and five and a half weeks' time? Yeah, we've had a brief talk about it. Uh, Both of them were probably a little bit um, tired after the other night, understandably. So most likely Krug will head back to Eddington in two weeks. Uh, I think it's a big premiere night. It's just a free-for-all stand. So he'll go there. And then Republican Party, uh, he might um, just have a three-week gap and go to Ashburton, or um, they'll both go to Kaikoura. So at the moment, we're not really stepping out two starts away. We're probably looking for the next one, but... Krug will definitely go in two weeks and maybe both them to Kaikoura. Interesting that both go to Kaikoura, Carter, because um, it's not everyone's tracked, although a uh, track rather, but both of these seem pretty tractable. So particularly Republican Party is a nippy type of horse and, and getting around there would seem ideal. Yeah, 100%. They're both very clean gated horses. So uh, Kaikoura is a track that I've always thought Krug would uh, suit just because he's done so well in small tracks and likewise Republican Party so it's sort of a logical lead up really um you know what Ash Burden's like it can break a few hearts so we might try and avoid that. Coney Island Lou was excellent winning the Kennard Lazarus Stakes uh gee he's improved probably the biggest improver of your team uh I know you always thought there was a, a very big motor there but he's Bought the whole game now. He beat Don't Stop Dreaming on Friday night. Uh, yes, Don't Stop Dreaming will improve, but so will your guy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, as you know, early in his career, he was a bit of a rogue. He was just running sort of off raw ability, but now with a bit of time and education, he's really the full package. And, yeah, he definitely will get better. That was only his second start for about six months. So um i think when i can actually get out in front and roll him with him he'll be even better again because we did lose a fair bit of momentum on that turn even though it didn't look like it so yeah to pick up probably the best three-year-old in new zealand don't stop dreaming was very pleasing mum and dad just got past a uh, hundred wins recently too so uh, and that was with him in that harness seven thousand you take a team to the far lap today defy me he's got plenty of breeding and uh, the punters have certainly come for this one in race three. Expectations that uh, he can be winning first up? Yeah, he's a very smart animal, this horse, so I'd like to think he should be too good for this lot. All right, that was pretty short, succinct. That's how we like it, Carter. (laughs) That's probably a good way to start uh, a multi for some people who might be betting into the NRL final. Uh, Carmelite, what sort of hope uh, is uh, that runner? I think I'm just checking which race it's in, but uh, tell us about Carmelite's chances today. Uh, race yeah, number five. Yeah, I think she's in race five. Um, yep. Two of the second rows, ideal draw for her. Uh, very happy with her first start run at Addington. Her sectionals are brilliant. So uh, I actually think she can hopefully be winning it too. All right, so that's race three. Well.
No, it was nothing wrong with confidence, Carter. Race three, number two, uh, Defy Me, who's currently at a dollar sixty. Not a bad way to start your multi from a, a decent sort of a, a draw. Carmelite goes round in race five. What about Black Pearl? Uh, we know she's been good enough to take on way better fields than this, Carter. Uh, what do we make of her recent form? Uh, she's been very up and down recently, to be honest. Uh, I was quite disappointed with her last uh, on the grass, but I probably could forgive her being on the grass for the first time. But she's come up with barrier nine today, which is not going to help at all. And uh, Timaru can be a very tricky track if you get back. So, uh, yeah, probably not as confident as her with the other two. But if, you know, as you know, on her day, she's group one place. So she can be pretty good. But, uh, yeah, tough from the draw. All right. We wish you well uh, today with the charges there. Thanks for filling in for your dad. And, um, yeah, we'll be talking to you again, I'm pretty sure, in the next uh, four or five weeks, mate, as you build towards your second opportunity to drive in the Cup. One thing I was going to talk to your dad about is with Blair Orange uh, committed to copy that, there's a driver beckoning here, uh, potentially, for uh, someone. Or which way will you be going? Krug's one of your favourites, no question, but I reckon Republican Party's a pretty close second. Yes, you're exactly right, uh, but oh, I'm quite a loyal man, so yeah, Krug's, Krug's my man um, for the Cup, but yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens with the Republican Party. I um, haven't really had any conversations yet, Dad or Blair or the owner, so it's probably a wait and see thing, but yeah, it will be interesting. All right, that's just another storyline leading into to the great race, the IRT New Zealand Cup. Thanks, Carter, for filling in, mate. Good luck today. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, it's uh, Carter Dalgetty there, of course, uh, successful with Coney Island Lou, fourth with Krug in the Lamb and Haywood uh, Canterbury Classic, and uh, he uh, will be driving Krug in the Cup by the sound of that. Southern man time it is. Robbie Close, we're going to get on the line, and then Johnny Cox, so uh, here's how we build into that. I'm a southern man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the southern and I'm gonna be here till I'm dead and Yes, the Southern Man segment where we get a hold of our boys and girls who are driving on a Sunday. It's the Farlap Raceway today, the Timaru Harness Racing Club, and Robbie Close has a few chances there today. He's joined us on the line. Morning to you, Robbie. Hello, Robbie. Nope, he's not quite with us uh, there. We will uh, get to him. Gee, we're having some technical fun here today. But as I mentioned before, it is uh, live radio, so you never quite know uh, what's going to unfold. The race is there at the Far Lap uh, today, and uh, the driver's challenge, well, Robbie Close is right in the market there. John Dunn's the favourite, $2.10. No Blair Orange today. He's got a couple of days off. Good to see the RIB. Uh, Robbie Close, second favourite at $8.50. And then the bloke we've just spoken to, Carter Dalgetty, is uh, the third favourite at $9. But hopefully we'll be talking to Robbie Close in a moment and uh, have a chat to uh, him about his chances today. Uh, morning to you, Robbie. How you going, Greg? You all right, mate? 
Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Second favourite in the driver's challenge, albeit uh, a fair way off John Dunn. You've got several chances today, so let's get into them straight away, uh, starting with race number two and Main Boshier, who uh, is trained by uh, Regan Todd. Couple of runs for this runner uh, thus far by Father Patrick. What are our expectations today? Um, he's a nice big trotter, um, probably lacks the yard of speed, but um, I think Regan would just be happy if he trots all the way. He hasn't quite done that in his two starts to date, so as long as he trots all the way, he's definitely a place chance if he trots all the way anyway. And he did trial since his uh, most recent run, which I think was back in July, uh, so he, he was placed at the trials at Rungiora a couple of weeks ago. What about Americano in race number four? This one for Nick Lalevra. It's another one that's fresh up, but I don't think it's been to a trial. No, I don't think it has been. Um, I haven't actually driven it on race day yet to date, but um, I did drive it at a few trials um, a wee, wee back, and... Um, it did try, give me a nice enough feeling. So if, as long as it steps and gets handy, um, you know, it could finish if, um, for the top three or four chance anyway. Always a lot of respect around Tom Twidle when he takes a horse to the races. Race number five, Woodley Diamond, although it is 20 to 1. Um, what, are you, what are you hoping for from uh, Woodley Diamond? Because uh, this breed of, of Toms and the way he prepares his horses, they're always to be respected. Yeah, I have actually driven it at trials a few times and has given me a nice enough feeling. It's just, uh, it is a niggly draw and a few other first starters. But um, yeah, probably lacks the out of speed, but um, can stay a wee bit. So um, if it's able to do everything right and get be handy throughout, you know, um, it can run top half dozen anyway. Yeah, ran fourth at the trials recently behind uh, Rakiro Rocket, who won by a couple of cricket pitches, but uh, there might be enough uh, to chuck it into your first fours. Uh, first of your better drives, if you like, is uh, Maxwell Edison in race number six, one of a couple in the race for Costa Hare. He has Monarch Prince in there as well. Uh, Maxwell Edison's fifth up this campaign, but there's definitely uh, the ability to win a race like this, I would have thought, and given it's the perfect packaging trot, which is Philip and Christine Smith. Um, yeah, there's a few reasons to, to think that you'll go a pretty good race with this guy, I reckon. Yeah, hopefully I can do it for the owners, you know. Um, he has let me down the last couple of starts, but um, in saying that, he did trot a lot better on the grass at Mott than what he has done over his last recent couple of starts. So as long as he can be handy without doing too much work, he's got a good turn of foot on him. So, yeah, it's just a sort of play-by-year as long as we're handy throughout and, um, you know, if he doesn't have to sprint too early, um, I think he is one of the better drivers of the day. All right, let's go Ringo and race number eight. A couple late in the day, you drive for Joseph Gray. Uh, third behind, he's a jackalack. I think that was in that blue September race. Um, nice uh, position from, from the barrier. Probably no reason to think that let's go Ringo can't go a nice race. Yeah, he's been racing out of his skin lately. Um, I sort of drove him upside down a couple of starts ago, but um, hey, it's back to a better race for him today, and um, he went super at Mott on the grass. So, you know, he's got a quite a good turn of foot on him as well, but um, with being on the front row, he's probably going to settle pretty handy. Um, I'm not scared to lead on him. Um, he does have a, yeah, uh, probably a fair enough ability to lead all the way and yeah, be a nice chance in that race anyway.
All right, $5 chance, both Maxwell Edison and Let's Go Ringo look two very good drives. Peak and Monkey, uh, another one for Costa Hare, has a rather big motor, is still sort of probably catching up with his size, and, um, you know, when he does get it together, he, he can trot a bit, this guy, can't he? He can definitely trot a bit, but it's sort of one of those ones I've sort of got to cross my fingers, cross my toes, and hold my breath to get him away. Um, if I can get him away and just get around safely trotting the whole way, he's definitely got a motor, but he's also got um, a few tricks up his sleeve. So if I'm running out of breath by the end of the race, I could be close to winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He won his uh, race, of course, from behind the mobile. And Ned Kelly in the last for Joseph Gray, uh, not the worst either, although it's never easy off the back row at the far lap, certainly over the short course, Robbie. Yeah, it's not the easiest, but he is a horse with a lot of ability, and it's another one I've sort of got to cross my fingers and toes to, and hold my breath to get around pacing the whole way. But he has done that his last couple of starts, and um, I think he has only improved, so... You know, if we're, um, if we're not too far off him after the first bend, um, I'll most likely get him into the race at some point. But he's got a fair amount of ability, but it's just the uh, manners department and not always here. So, yeah, there's a, probably a couple of good chances off the front row, but, um, you know, he's definitely got the ability to win the race. Robbie, you're honing in on 500 driving wins, 16 shy of that. Uh, you're already close to 40 wins for the season, so things are going well for you. What's the best chance for our SENZ Trots Talk listeners this morning for you at the far lap today? Well, I'm going to have to go Let's Go Ringo. You know, it's probably one of those ones I don't have to cross my fingers and toes to be, do everything right. So um, I'm going to have to say him on on the ability, but hey, the, a couple of the others are got a fair amount of it but it's just a matter of getting them around placement all right really appreciate your time this morning good luck cheers thanks team all right that's robbie close there we'll go to johnny cox are you crossing any fingers or toe actually how do you cross your toes uh johnny i don't know how you go with that robbie's <laughs> going to be doing a fair bit of it today at the far lap there as i say very good morning to you Greg, how are you? um yeah not too sure how, how he does it but uh he ain't called the goose for nothing, so he's, he's pretty good at most things. Well, you've got him at the moment, driving-wise. You're honing in on 700 uh, wins. How's things going in the life of uh, Johnny Cox? It's a pretty busy one. Yeah, no, definitely busy, Greg, but, uh, you know, picking up a few drives here and there and, um, you know, had a pretty good uh, blue September uh, month for me, so um, I think I had four or five winners. So, uh, no, everything's taken away quite good. All right, let's see if we can continue that role uh, today. You get things underway uh, nice and early. You can't drive in the amateur race, although you probably would like to. But anyway, well, that's a story for another day. Uh, Cosmic Angel for the Master, Warren Stapleton in race number two. About a $30, $30 chance, but a first four hope, I would think. Yeah, definitely, Greg. Um, she hasn't had a start for probably over a month, but uh, I drove her at Comaroo last start, and her manners were good, and um, she led and... She might have trailed and, and uh, whacked away from the up. So, you know, as long as I've got her sort of fit enough, I could see her sort of doing the same again today. So, you know, she's probably a top five chance. Sweet Tizzy Lou has been fourth in uh, two of her four starts to date. Two the second row for Sam Payne in race three. Yeah, it should work, yeah, it should work out all right. Um, obviously, Delgetti's drawn one, which is, uh, you know, going to make it hard. But um, she was probably the same. She hadn't had a start for about a month and... and Running on a fourth last week at, at Mott, so uh, she just stripped uh, fitter, better, yeah, fitter. Should be fitter for the run.
Moving to Sweet Spirit in race number four. Regan Todd's team uh, continues to race very well. Uh, she was second last time when driven positively, but it's not going to be easy from that barrier draw, uh, although the 2,600 metres negates that somewhat. Yeah, a little bit of an English draw, Greg, but, um, you know, as long as we can get away safely and don't have too many traffic problems, she's, um, you know, she's running on finish. I'm sure they'll be happy. Tom Baggery's team racing well. Of course, you were placed with Harold Smith for him on Friday night. Uh, Sue's Dash in race number six. I've um, never driven her before, but uh, Tom said, you know, just stick away and, and find cover. And, um, you know, she's best saved up for one run. So if we can, you know, bear her away somewhere on the fence and, and have a crack at them over the last 200, um, you know, I'm pretty sure she'll hit the line strongly. All right, pretty basic driving instructions there, Johnny. Should be should be no problem at all uh, to a man of your ability. Edge of Reason in race number nine. Ah, nice winning performance for Alan Edge last time. And I don't know, this this field possibly isn't too much richer, so it must be some sort of chance. Yeah, um, Alan was pretty confident that they had Edge Burden, and, um, you know, we should sort of roll forward and see what happens. We've done that, and, you know, it was a good, strong effort, so... You know, I'm picking today's instructions will probably be similar, you know, and, um, you know, if we can be handy and, and, um, and do everything right, I'm sure he's a great chance again. Yeah, as would he's Santa's excuse in the last B, I would have thought. Already been a winner uh, at this track. Blinds go on. I know strike rate-wise, win-wise, three from 57 doesn't sound that good, but huge number of placings and over 40,000 in stakes and handy barrier draw. There's a few ticks there with he's Santa's excuse today. Yeah, there is Greg, and uh, he's a great syndicate horse, and you know they they have fun watching him go around pretty much every week, and you know he, he tries hard every week, and doesn't always get the best draws or the best luck, but um, you know you're going to get an honest run, and you know definitely an upgrade in draw today. So uh, he's not blessed with great gate speed, but you know we should be handy at least, and he'll be he'll be fighting out the finish, no doubt. All right, what's your best, Johnny? Uh, I probably have to say it's your reason. Um, you know, it was a good tough effort at Ashburton and, uh, you know, things work out similar today. I'm sure he'll be on speed and hard to beat. All right. Nice double-figure price uh, around him. Hey, thanks very much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it and wish you all the best at the far lap today. Cheers, Gregor. Thank you very much. That's Johnny Cox uh, and Robbie Close in our Southern Man segment today. Hopefully you've found uh, a winner amongst their drives. Uh, let's go Ringo the best for Robbie Close. And Edge of Reason at a really nice price there uh, for Johnny Cox and race number nine. Time for us to take another break here on Trot's Talk. Brought to you by HRNZ. Just having a quick look at Edge of Reason's price. $13. Nice on the each way, 13s and $3.80. Yes, go to hrnz.co.nz for all of your previews, reviews and all the stories and videos around the great sport of harness racing. On the other side, we'll talk to Bricky, David Brick from Racing Queensland. And uh, then we will talk to Zachary Butcher about this very smart three-year-old filly he has, Mantra Blue. Talk brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz. It is the Inter-Dominion Series in Brisbane. First of December is when they kick off. Joining us is the Senior Harness Racing Manager out of Racing Queensland, David Brick. Morning to you, Bricky. Just trying to get uh, hold of David Brick around what's happened this week in the Inter-Dominion rankings because they have uh, been announced. Of course, the series starting on the 1st of December. 
uh, it all culminates with the grand final on Saturday the 16th and uh, the uh, rankings came out this week for Inter-Dominion 23 uh, headed up trotting wise by the defending uh, champion in Just Believe for trainer Jess Tubbs, Majestic Trio who was a feature race winner during the carnival at Albion Park for Brad Hewitt, his first trotting winner actually uh, at Group 1 uh, level he trains, of course, out of New South Wales, the mighty fine trotting mare, Queen Elida, uh, the Row Cup winner in Love and the Port for New Zealand trainer in Phil Williamson, and uh, the top five rounded out by Maori Law, trained by expat Kiwis Emma, uh, sorry, Emma, jeez, you'll love that, Emmett and Richard Brosnan. So uh, just trying to get hold of David Brick. Having a few technical problems getting across to Australia a little bit early over there. Um, I've just got a message here for you, uh, Braden, to give him a ring back now. He said, call me back now. He's just sent me a text there. Uh, so that's the trotting side of things. Also nominated uh, the Kiwi uh, Majestic Man, Mufasa Metro, another one we know pretty well here. I'm ready, Jet. Uh, for Anton Galino, who always have a, a strong hand. And Olavici, who got one of the automatic entries into the Inter-Dominion series by winning the Trotters feature there at Kilmore. Are you there, Bricky? Hopefully we're getting him. We're trying pretty hard to get him, but uh, this stage it's not quite going through. Doff your cap, another Kiwi that we know well. Uh, Sugar and Spice feature race winner during the carnival there in uh, July as well. Bricky's there now. Uh, very good morning to you, Bricky. Maybe we're having some technical difficulties because we're on daylight saving and you're not. G'day, Greg. How are you? No, good to catch up. No, all good. All good. Excellent, mate. I was just talking. The grand final yesterday. Yes, what a grand final that was, the AFL to uh, your team, Brisbane, going down uh, to Collingwood. But it was still uh, one of the great classics, wasn't it, mate, for sure? It was. Yep. No, it was a good yep. game. So, uh, anyway... Next year's uh, next year on another year for sure. Well, you've got yeah, another opportunity sure. tonight in the NRL Grand Final, but we're here to talk about <laughs> the Ladbrokes uh, Inter Dominion of twenty three, and I'll just talk about the Trotters and the depth there, and uh, a bit of Kiwi interest too, with Love and the Port and Majestic Man, Love and the Port, of course, the Road Cup winner, but up against the uh, Globe uh, Trotting Just Believe uh, Majestic Trio, who was a feature winner there at the Carnival, Queen Elida, uh, Maori Law. Gee, there's some depth to the trotting series, isn't there? Yeah, there, are, there certainly is. Uh, we sort of initially, in the we put out the conditions, we uh, indicated we'd run a 24-horse series, but we are giving some consideration to extending that given the, the volume and quality of the norms so far. So uh, we'll watch that as we go through the acceptances. But as you said, you know, I guess a horse like Mary Law, didn't expect him to, to lob in there. We'll wait and see how he progresses, but uh, all indications are that, you know, the, the winner of two years ago is um, aiming to get there as well. So certainly plenty of depth. Let's hope that sticks around. We saw Olivici win the other night at Kilmore as well, so he's locked his ticket in. So, uh, no, we're looking forward to that series. Um, I think it'll be, uh, be a cracker. 
Yep, we'll have a decent crack at getting Phil Williamson over there. He's one of our best, yeah. as you know, and uh, both of his horses. Majestic Man's been there several times, but loving the port, although beaten on Friday night, did have to sit parked and yeah. uh, the Flying Muscle Mountain blitzed on by, but um, we'll do a bit of work there, Bricky, and make sure we can get some Kiwi interest there. On to the pacing series, uh, headed up by the defending champion, I Cast No Shadow, uh, Onalua Bay, Swayze, Rock and Roll Do, Leap to Fame, who's obviously going to be the pin-up from a Queensland point of view, and Cypher, uh, who uh, was brilliant winning at Menangle, of course, Spirit of St. Louis, Act Now, Better Eclipse, Mac Dan, I'm just doing them in order here, Ladies in Red, Hot and Treacherous, again, uh, uh, getting down to Captain Ravishing, who currently sits uh, at 16, uh, you must be pretty pleased uh, with the nominations you've received. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they're they're, uh, they're strong again, similar to the, the trotters. Uh, you know, you always want uh, as good as good a noms as you can get. Uh, we'll we'll wait and see how they play out. But I think the move of the Vic Bread series out of uh, December has, has helped in that regard. Certainly, strong noms from there. Miss Stuart Barnes, she's got uh, four or five of the top ten there. Um, so, uh, but you know, there's been plenty of others, and as you said, uh, highlighted by uh, Leap to Fame locally, who, as you said, will certainly be a pin-up horse, and one will ride as, as Queenslanders, hopefully, right through the series. Yep, just getting news through from our local tab that uh, the markets will be out from 1 o'clock today. So uh, anyone interested cool. in getting involved in the Inter-Dominion series from a New Zealand domestic point of view uh, can certainly do that. Anyone who wants to go, Bricky, plenty of information on uh, the Racing Queensland uh, site and obviously uh, on the Creek site as well. And, and it is a historical Inter-Dominion because it'll be uh, the last one, more than likely, ever run at that venue. Yeah, for sure, the Encourage everyone to head to id23.com.au uh, or Kiwis over there. There's plenty of hospitality packages live there, which will be uh, run through the creek and do a great job. And uh, a number of other events in and around, including the Calcutta and a, a bus up to see Blackie, the, the greatest in Dominion winner of all time. So plenty to do in that particularly last week of the series. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you said, that's, um, uh, we're looking forward to the last one at Albion, but there's been plenty of Kiwi interest in the, in the past few, particularly in, in recent times with your star, take a moment, and the like, uh, having won um, the last time that uh, it was at Albion Park in uh, 2001. Yep, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to the build-up to it. Looking forward to getting across there too, Bricky. Uh, go to uh, that ID23 website. Everything available for you there. We'll keep in touch with you in the lead-up to it and uh, look forward to seeing how things shake down. At the moment, the nominations and the way they've ranked out thus far, if you get the majority there, mate, it'll be one heck of a series, I'm sure of that. Yep, no, no, no doubt. Next round of rankings will be updated the, the 11th of October, then the first round of acceptance, 23 uh, October. So we'll have a clearer picture by then. But as you said, if, uh, if we keep most of those in, there should be a great series. Yep, beautiful, Bricky. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. No worries. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's uh, David Brick, Racing Queensland. Of course, uh, he's the senior harness manager there. Good man. Uh, loves his harness racing, uh, loves a series like this. And you can go to id23.com.au for everything you need to know about the Inter-Dominion out of Albion Park. We're going to get Zach Butcher up uh, very shortly to have a chat to him about Mantra Blue, who continues on her winning way. She was uh, successful, of course, uh, on Thursday night, so we might go back to a replay of that as she will be making her way to IRT New Zealand Cup Day for the Nivelly R final.
Just Metro Blue would... Seclusion, Kalua Flyby looks to come to the outside now, top of the home straight. Mantra Blue down the outside now, Wicked Wanda starting to wind up deep on the passing lane. Mantra Blue out wide, Wicked Wanda, Kalua Flyby, Mantra Blue. How good is this filly? Zachary Butcher was absolutely poleaxed at the 1500 metres. She's picked herself up, found her rhythm, and she has won brilliantly. Mantra Blue, what a win that. Yeah, outstanding performance from uh, Mantra Blue, her second success uh, in uh, the series uh, with Neverly R, trained and driven by Zachary Butcher. Outside front row draw, copped a check nice and early, uh, rated better than 155. She's unbeaten, she'll be coming south very shortly, and she'll be on a path to clash with the unbeaten filly in Millwood Nike, who was a winner at the trial. Zachary hopefully is on the line, we'll have a chat to him about uh, a filly that maybe doesn't show you as much in work, Zachary, as she does on race day, but who cares? She's a winner. Yeah, pretty exciting times ahead, I think. Uh, brilliant performance from her on Thursday night, so much so, and it was pointed out. We'll see that on the box seat. You'll enjoy it, that replay where I made a complete goose of myself because now she's won two heats, Zachary. She can't go on another one. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, but obviously you've got to give the rest of them their chance to uh, make that final and obviously have their opportunity. We're just lucky that we were able to win a couple, so we'll just have to change the uh, game plan a wee bit now, but I'm sure uh, we won't have too much trouble doing that and all uh, onwards to cut day. What does that mean, Zach? Does that mean she'll have to go into a class race and take on uh, you know, a decent sort of a class? Because now she's unbeaten in three, just having a quick look to see where her rating is. Uh, sits because she's nearly, oh, she's 58, there you go. So um, she should be able to find a, a race suitable leading up to that. Will that be in the north, or have you looked that far and maybe it is in the south? Look, uh, we're going through a few programs, and there's actually a perfect race for her down south on the, I believe it's the 3rd of November. So it's only about a week later than where she was aiming for, so that's no problem. We can give her a trial up here and it's great that we can uh, fly them down now with IRT, so we'll whip her down there on the plane. And uh, I think it's up to 60 fillies and mares, so um, she should be capable of uh, being competitive in that field. And, and that leaves her about, oh, I think, 10 days or, or a bit more to a cut day, which has actually worked out perfect for her. 10 days exactly, Zachary. You've worked that out beautifully. Nice work. Nice work <laughs> getting the IRT in there as well, because your drive Old Town Road in the big race was at the trials on Friday, and he was winning... What sort of feel did it give you? Uh, yeah, he actually felt super. I think he, he may have got a little bit better this time. And obviously, he's probably still a few runs away. He um, He's pretty fresh. So he'll head into the Holmes DG next week, which is exciting. Uh, it'll be a, a pretty handy field. So I think he'll still benefit from that run again. He, like I said, he's probably still a couple of runs away from being uh, his best. So I think John's big plan was to have him fresh and spot on cup day, which hopefully we can achieve. Yeah, well, he, he likes the fact that he, he goes well fresh. Um, he's talked about he's got bigger and stronger. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, definitely, and, and probably a little bit more sensible too, which is a big thing he can, and the big occasions, get a little bit excited about things and, uh, I guess, put the, the wrong foot forward every now and then. He, he's, you know, uh, touch what he has been pretty good so far, but I've just noticed that the trials, he, he's a little bit more mature this year, which is a, a big plus for us. Oh, exciting times ahead. Uh, really appreciate you taking your time out on this Sunday morning. Mantra Blue flying the flag for the Z.E. Butcher.
stable as a trainer, as a driver. You continue to do some amazing things, and you're honing in on that thousand wins, mate. So uh, appreciate your time this morning, and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks, Greg. I'll get back to uh, cleaning the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. A real domestic boy he is. He's actually got a television program coming up Monday week at his Zachary. So uh, looking forward to uh, some interesting announcements on there, one of which I'd love to follow up on at some stage. <laughs> uh, we'll keep the keep the team uh, under wraps. We'll uh, just leave I'm it sure there. We'll find out next <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, we will. That's Zachary Butcher there. You're with Trot's Talk on this Sunday morning. Short break on the other side. We're in the home straight. We'll catch up with Richard Bromley, who's on track at the far lap. Welcome back in. In your home straight. Couple of minutes to go, so we need to get on track to the far lap with Richard Bromley. Morning to you, Richard. Uh, morning, Greg. How's things? Excellent, thank you. Set the scene for me. How's the far lap looking today for your 11 race program? Uh, picture perfect at the moment there, Greg. Probably 18, 19 degrees, but it is cannery. It is spring sort of summer, so that northwest will get up during the day. And all the locals say maybe mid-afternoon to later on the program with that northwest sort of blustering through. But at the moment, she's picture perfect here at the far lap. All right, we've spoken to Robbie Close. He was keen on Let's Go Ringo. We spoke to Johnny Cox. He actually gave Edge a reason, a nice each-way chance, although he's a big hope in the last with He Sanders' excuse. And uh, Carter Del Getty thought Defy Me would be winning, as the punters do. What about you for today, Richard? Yeah, very even fields throughout the whole day. I think Cran and Carter have a very good day as the day progresses. They've got three very good chances. But at Valley, maybe the Mayor's Race, Philly's the Mayor's Race, Race 5, on our program this afternoon. A field full of form. Going each way here on Pearls, a singer, number 13 for Jimmy Curtin, who trains and drives very good late at the Mott last week. That run under the belt uh, will be right there at the finish today and at good each way value as well. So race five, number 13, uh, Pearls, a singer for Jimmy Curtin. And go to race eight, the feature stand of the day, Mega Rock, three runs, but uh, three weeks between runs. He has won on the track before. He's drawn one. He's going to get nicer and transit along the markers. And I reckon he'll be right there at the finishing line when the whips are cracking. All right, Pearl's a singer, 14s and 4s. That's uh, race 5, number 13. And then we go to race 8, uh, number 1, Mega Rock, 10s and 3.30. Sarah O'Reilly, uh, be worth a look too. On uh, Monday night on Trackside, Richard, uh, an insight into the O'Reilly family. Thanks for your time, mate. Always appreciate it. Good luck, Thanks, Greg. That's him, Richard Bromley. That's been it. Uh, Trot's talk for today. Big thanks to Braden pushing all the right buttons. Hope you've got an insight uh, into what might be winning today at the far lap. I'll talk to you in seven days' time. Big thanks to HRNZ. That's Trot's talk for this week.